April 8th, 2022, Friday, Jeff the Freebird Nickerson sat again on Masters Weekend. Hell, it's not even the weekend yet. Last year, Hideki, a guy I backed year after year, I finally stopped backing and he wins it. He crushes my soul. And now this year, made a trade at the start of the year for my favorite golfer, John Rahm. Thought, I got to get the number one player. But if he doesn't accept, if the Vice don't accept the trade, I'm drafting Hideki Matsuyama and Scotty Scheffler. What happened? The trade went through. I got Johnny Rom. He hasn't won anything this year. Scotty Scheffler, who the Vice picked, with that pick, three wins. And now he leads the Masters by five heading into Saturday. A green jacket I could have had. Four wins I could have had. Instead, it's the Vice. But it can't be the Vice. We can't have this. We cannot have another win. So I must curse you. I must. There's no way around it. It's time to do it. It's time to hit you with the big guns. We're cursing you. Right after this. After the tone, after leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound for more options. Hello, Jeff. Congratulations on winning the Masters. The 2022 Masters is the Miami Vice. They are the champions. You absolutely love to see it. Miami, congrats on winning. It is Saturday and you have won the Masters. Congratulations. Congrats. Atta B. Congrats. Congrats on winning the Masters, Jeff. Congrats. Curse. Curse the vice. That's it for the vice. The higher spirits of the FFL is putting a curse on you. Jeff Sakadi. Scotty Sheffield. Curse. Curse on you.
All right, all right, all right. We are back. It is the FFL Podcast. I am Jeff the Freebird Nickerson, and it is Major Week. Had to do a pod, had to get into it, had to talk about how the season is going on the FFL because lookity, look, look, look who's in first place, baby. That's right. No, I, I said I wouldn't gloat. I said I wouldn't, wouldn't pat myself on the back too much, but we will talk about the season, and then we will get into the picks for this year's U.S. Open. Love this tournament. The hardest tournament in golf. It's going to be a test. I got some good picks. Really looking forward to it. But we should start off with the FFL Tour and how everybody's doing. I wanted to go through each team, just say a little bit on everybody, say good season, bad season, shitty season, whatever kind of season you're having, I'm about to talk about it. So let's start off at the bottom of the list. Not in last place, but the last name on the FFL Tour score sheet. It is the Buffalo Bush Boys. Last year's champion. They have 560 points on the year. They are led by EVR, Cam Champ, Patton Kazire, Jim Furyk, Kevin Chappell, and Nick Taylor. Woof. Not much more to say. This is a team that's doing line changes every week. They're trying something. But when you won a championship, you got that jacket last year. Who gives a shit? You made enough money that this year's free. Good year for the Bush Boys. They're trying. 560 points. Not a complete joke. They're out there working their ass off. They're doing it week by week. Trying just to find something in the scrap heap that is waivers. Hell of an effort for our defending champion, the Buffalo Bush Boys. Now, the Atlantic City Aces. They got 1,000 points on the season. They got Jason Crocrack doing absolutely nothing. They got Stuart Sink doing absolutely nothing. They got Mackenzie Hughes trying to do some stuff but doing absolutely nothing. They got Garrett Higo doing absolutely nothing. They got Chris Kirk. Uh, he's doing a bit. He's not playing too bad, actually. A guy that deserves to be on a roster, that's for sure. And they got Mito Pereira, who almost won the PGA Championship. But he didn't. No, he did not win it, and it was ugly. Five wins last year for the Aces, so they're not hurting for money either. They're doing just fine. Aces, okay season, nothing special. We got to move on. Okay, now let's talk about the Georgia Peets. 840 points on the season. Seamus Power, Raya, Garcia, McIntyre, Tigala, and McCarthy. The Peets have not won it since they won the PGA Championship two years ago. It's been rough. It's been a lot of $10, a lot of $20, a lot of giving money away for the old Finley household. And he ain't happy. I know he ain't happy. He made a big trade. He got Hovland. He got the, he got the first-round pick, and he's going to be in a good spot for next year, and he needs it next year because... Jesus, it's been a long time for the Peets. They're kind of the Tony Finau right now of the FFL tour. They just they just can't get the W's. They can't get the W's. They need those W's, and they ain't getting them. But we'll see. We'll see if he can turn around this week. Seamus Power is a nice little sneaky, under-the-radar dark horse that I could see um, having a chance this week. Other than that, I don't see anybody on the team really doing anything. Next up, we have the Curtis Breeze, 1,380 points on the season. Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Willie Zalatoris, Mav McNeely, Matt Wolf, and Adam Hadwin. The, 
The DJ trade for Cantlay looks like it was nothing for nothing right now. Cantlay got the win in the t- in the team matchup, so that got um, that got the big red some money and a W. But other than that, that trade's been a big old zero. Dustin Johnson moving to the Live Tour, not good for what you're trying to do here, and that's trying to win the FFL Tour. But this is a team that I could be that could have a sneaky great U.S. Open. Already won a U.S. Open in in his career. Has the breeze. They got a rocket mortgage and a U.S. Open. That's it though. Only two wins in the career for Curtis Caldwell and the Curtis Breeze. It's time to change that, and it could be this week. Like Spieth this week. I think Willie's a guy that plays well in every major, and DJ. Who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is a week he takes that live thing right to the top and says the big boys play on the live. A lot of WWE WCW vibes there, and that would be huge for the live if Dustin Johnson got a victory this week. Next up, we got the Mimico Tigers, fresh off five wins last year. They've done a whole lot of nothing this year. They got twelve hundred and sixty points. They got Jason Day. They got Russell Henley, Tommy Fleetwood, Keith Mitchell. Brian Harmon, and the stud, the young rookie, Davis Riley. Not a bad team, just not getting a lot done. No no victories yet. I think Davis Riley wins before the season is over, though. And I kind of like another guy on this team this week, but I will talk about him later. Next up, we have the Arizona Big Red, a big season so far. They only have three wins in their career, but they got 2,220 points. This team is loaded with Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Gooch, and Mr. Hoagie. This team is very good. I like this team a lot. They are in fourth place. They're a solid squad. And I like one of the guys on the team this week. He's going to be in my top five. And I got another guy on this team, though, that's going to be missing the cut. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Next up, we have the Fireball Freaks. 1,460 points on the season, led by Webb Simpson. <laughs> Imagine being led anywhere by Webb Simpson. Anyway, Cam Smith, Patrick Reed, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, and Abe Answer. It's a solid team, very good team. Obviously, Cam Smith is the leader of this team, but Webb's at the top of the board, and that makes me laugh. But I will, I will give the freaks, I'll give them a little bit of credit. The trade of Brooks for a first-round pick worked out. The trade for Cam Smith worked out. The trade for Bryson, it's worked out. Other than he got Webb Simpson. I would have done I would have got if he would have got anyone better, I would be pumped about all the moves he made. But solid trades, very good moves, but it's only got him fourteen hundred and sixty points. He needs a big one. He needs a major and he's got some guys on his team that could get it done. I like Max as a dark horse. I think Cam Smith's a guy that you gotta have on your list. He's someone that just solid, solid player. Played well at the end of the uh, RBC last week. So tough guy, tough championship. Could be a huge week for Cam Smith and the Fireball Freaks. Next up, we have the London Royals. Bryson DeChambeau, Corey Connors, Kevin Na, Keegan Bradley, Sepp Straka, and Harold Varner III. These boys are living. They are living. This is Team Live right here. The London Royals, the first tournament for Liv was in London. Is that a coincidence? I think not. I think London is secretly backing the Liv tournament. This is huge for this team. They need a Liv win just as much as Liv does. They got Bryson, the guy that they've traded a pick for, and 
they need something out of him because it's been a big season of nothing. Corey Connors, he's been around, but he's he's not doing enough this year. This could be a tournament I think he plays well at. Kevin Na, probably not making the cut. Love Keegan Bradley this week. I'll talk about him later. Sepp Straka, another guy I like this week. And Harold Varner, see you later. You're living. I know where you're, I, We know where you're going. Next up, we have the Vancouver Grizzlies. 1,980 points on the season. Billy Horschel, Luke Liss, Shane Lowry, Francisco Melinari, and Cam Young. And they just made a waiver pickup. I'll put that guy on the team. Scott Stallings. But um, they got a win this year. Billy... Billy Horschel got them the W, and they got another win this year too, I think. can't remember. But uh, I like Shane Lowry this week. Could be a solid week for him. A lot of people are picking him. That's why I'm kind of scared off by him. But Lowry's a gamer. He'll play hard in, in hard tournaments, and this is a week that I think he'll show up. Billy Horschel doesn't have a great major record, but I think he's a guy that could contend this week. Really like his game for these small greens. Um, I think his game sets up well here. I know he's not a huge major guy, but I think Billy Horschel could have a big week. Austin Rattlesnake, 740 points on the season. I could name his players, but they all suck. No, I'm just kidding. Mark Leishman, Cameron Tringali, Sebastian Munez, Aaron Wise, Thomas Peters, and Bo Hostler. Like I said, the team sucks. But, hey, they they played well last year. They got a bunch of wins. The Snakes went in last year, and that's what happens. Your next year is always shit when you go in like that, and he's been riding the shit train. If I was him, I would have done a little bit more waivers this year. But, hey, the Snakes are rolling into the majors, hoping that one of these guys hit on a long shot. We will see. Next up, we have the Miami Vice, 2,480 points on the season. Scotty Scheffler, Daniel Berger, Terrell Hatton, Gary Woodland, Siwoo Kim, and Bubba Watson. Obviously, they got the hottest golfer in the world as their number one guys. Scotty Scheffler, who has a chance to get his second major of the year. You got to like him this week. He looked like he was playing pretty well in Canada on last week and just seems like a guy that's going to be around for every major, everything. When you're the top player in the world, you can't count him out, and I know the Vice aren't counting him out. Next up, we have the Dallas Dieselweights, 520 points on the season. This team is a pile of shit. You got Louis Oost, Harry English, Brooks Kepka, Lanto Griffin, Christian and Wyndham, don't call me Wendy Clark. This team is garbage, just like the Dallas Dieselweights, a complete trash can of an organization. Nothing good to say about them. They're brutal at golf. They're brutal at football. They are the Dallas Lightweights. Next up, we have the Myrtle Beach Merman in dead last, minus 180 points on the season. Alex Noren, Johnny Vegas, Harry Higgs, Justin Rose, Carlos Ortiz, and Lucas Herbert. This team is trying. They try to win on the, the waivers, and it hasn't been working. But they take their chances each week, and they see what they can do. I think they'll get a win by the end of the season. I could see Norn getting a win, and I could see Johnny Vegas getting a win. And Lucas Herbert is a player, so you never know about him. Now let's talk about the last two teams. We have the second-place team, the Bermuda Bluefins. Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Adam Scott, and Victor Hovland. What a roster. What a team. Absolute powerhouse. Some t- a team that I'm actually scared of. Week in, week out. I think they got a guy that can win every tournament. So you never know. This is a sick team. 
They're six deep. Their worst player is Paul Casey, but he's a guy that contends when he's not hurt, but he's been hurt most of this year. And in first place, fresh off his fifth win of the year, it is the Las Vegas Freebirds. 3,140 points. John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Sung J.M., Alexander Shoffley, Sam Burns, and the captain, Tiger Woods. Boys, I'm humming right now. And I like my chances to get another one this week. Get my first major. I'm tied with Jeff for the most wins in FFL history. I want to top that this week. And I think I got a chance. But we will see. Love my roster. Love my team. I'm five deep. I know Tiger's tough to have on the roster. But I, I can't drop him before the British Open. So I'm going to keep him till then. And then I'll be playing the waiver game for my last guy. But... I'm excited to be in first. I love the FFL Tour. I love this league. And I'm going to wear the badge of first place with honor, boys. Remember that. When you're shaking your head right now, thinking of me saying, shut the fuck up. Just know that I mean it. This means a lot to me to be in first place right now. And I'm going to keep this train humming. (laughs) Everyone's so mad. Anyways, let's get in to the U.S. Open. At the Country Club at Brookline, it has hosted the 1999 Ryder Club, plus three U.S. Opens in 1913, 1963, and 1988. Interestingly, it also hosted the 2013 U.S. Amateur that was won by Matt Fitzpatrick. It is a 7,200-yard par 70 layout within famous postage stamp greens that roll fast and true, punishing rough picturesque fescue tracing many holes this is a u.s open test we have been looking forward to and i can't wait till this tournament starts i've I've watched the flyovers on the holes i've watched every video i've listened to every preview i am excited i'm pumped up and i'm ready to roll gonna do things a little differently this week my guest was going to be jeff sakadney but jeff could at the last minute had to bail that's right. He bailed on the podcast, so that's a $10 fine. I'm going to make it a $5 fine because he did write in his picks with a story for each pick, so I will read those out. But, Jeff, you have been fined 5 bucks for pulling the shoot on the last minute of a podcast. So before we get to his picks, I did some side bets that I really like. First up, I have Davis Riley plus 220 for a top 20. Um, love Davis Riley. It feels like he's in the top 10 of every tournament he plays in. So why not a top 20 at a major that I think he can do play well at guys, just a player, love his swing. Um, really like his game. So top 20 for Davis Riley. I also have a top 20 for Keegan Bradley at plus 250. the hometown kid. This one's in Boston. The fans are going to be going crazy for him. I think he shows up. He's had a sneaky good year and I like his chances for a top 20 this week. I have Max Homa over Cam Young, minus 120. Um, think Max has a good week this week. Uh, has been playing really strong golf. He's only had three starts since January that he hasn't been in the top 20. Absolutely on a heater. Love Max this week over Cam Young. I have Davis Riley over Harold Varner. I think Varner's going to be looking at Liv and moving on. And also Harold has those blow-ups that it just it just happens for him. And then he drops four or five strokes in three holes. And the next thing you know, we're cashing our Davis Riley bets. Another one I like is 
Joaquin Neiman minus 120 over Hideki. Um, Hideki's been struggling a bit lately. Hasn't been feeling the best. And I think Neiman's a horse, and I could see him having a really good week this week. So Neiman 120 over Hideki. I got Sam Burns, even money over Cam Smith. Um, to get Burns at plus money against anybody, I'm going to take it. Um, I know Smith's a beast and someone that is scary for this week, but I just love Sam Burns this week. So I'm taking Sam Burns, even money over Cam Smith. And in my lock of the week, we have Colin Morikawa, miscut, plus 200. That's right, Colin Morikawa, miscut, plus 200. All right, now let's get into the picks. Jeff sent me his picks. Um, I haven't read them yet, but I did read his long shot, and his long shot is the same as mine. At 250 to 1, I have Sepp Straka, and so does Jeff as our long shot of the week. Just like the big man's game, I think he's going to play well here. Plays well on hard courses. Jeff said the same thing. We both like the chances of uh, Sepp Straka having a good week. Take it each way and enjoy the ride. Little Sepp with his square shoes. Okay. So let me pull up Jeff's picks. I haven't looked at them yet, so I don't know who it is. I'm just going to read what he said. We will go to number five for the Miami Vice, Jeff Sakodney. He says, number five, fuck it, Bryson, plus a hundred, oh, he's 100 to one. I know this is probably a number that was put there so people will lose money, but the risk is worth the reward. He's hurt. He's a weirdo. He's an absolute knob. Whatever. This is too good to pass up at a course that gives off enough winged foot vibes that I'm willing to dance with the devil in the dumb hat. Assume he goes back to the hat, which he should because I liked it. For all his faults, he was good at golf and he could be good again, especially if it means shutting down the haters, of which there are many. <laughs> all right. Great, great. All right. So Jeff's number five is 101 Bryson DeChambeau. My number five. Going off the board here a little bit. Haven't seen his name much this week, but I'm feeling lucky, and it, I want to be on him when he wins that first big one. Tommy Fleetwood, 60-1 to 1 to win. Tommy is slowly but surely on the upward trajectory. 16th at the Valspar, 14th at the Masters, 10th at the RBC Heritage, and 5th at the PGA Championship, and he was 10th last time out at the Porsche European Open. Those are all really good um, finishes, and it's just something that I, I got a feeling that he's going to play well on a course like this. He loves a tough test. He's a guy that I want to be cheering for, a guy that I want to be backing. Tommy Ladd, Tommy Fleetwood is my number five, 60 to 1 to win. All right. Jeff's number four. Here we go. Fuck it again, he says. Dustin Johnson, 40 to 1 to win. The last time DJ was this close to Boston, he won the Northern Trust by approximately a million strokes. He likes the Northeast, and his number is double the 20 to 1 zone that has been goldmine for us golf degens in the past. That's right, I do love a 20 to 1. DJ has also finished eighth at the Live Golf, whatchamacallit, so he's clearly at the top of his game. That's sarcasm. But again, fuck it. We ride with DJ. All right. I do like the DJ pick. I think if anyone from the Live Tournament is going to contend, it's going to be DJ. And it's good It's good for the storyline if there's a Live guy up at the top of the board. The Royals, Zach Glaspell was talking about that. It's fun for golf if he's there. I don't want a Live guy to win, but I do want a Live guy to kind of be there and get beat at the end. And want, who better than DJ with all of his emotion and caring 
It would be awesome to see him crying on the last hole because he lost. Okay, obviously that's not going to happen, but it would be fun to see him on the, on the Sunday leaderboard living it up. All right, my number four, again, I'm taking a chance. I want to be on this guy when he wins his first big tournament, and I love how he's been playing lately. Tony Finau, 30-1 to 1 to win. Now, I know you're saying you're burning money. You're going with a guy who never wins it, but I'm taking a chance. I like how he's played. Played great at the RBC just last week. We should have won in Mexico if Rom didn't show up. He is playing good golf lately, and I want to be on the Tony. He, the guy can go low. The guy can play tough courses. He can chip. He can drive it. He can putt it. He can do it all. He's just got to put it together for four rounds, and if he does, I'm going to be on him. At 30-1, to 1, I'm taking the chance. Okay, number three, Jeff. Here we go. Okay. Time for a nice hot shower to wash off those dirt picks of the last two picks that I just made. There's only one man who can bring joy to all the little girls and boys of the FFL, and that's Shane Lowry, 28-1. to 1. Irish Santa has been making his list, checking it twice, and he's going to win a shit ton of cash for the Vice. Nobody has been playing better lately without winning than Lowry. Great long irons, cheeky wedges, and a build that screams professional athlete. Plus, if you look at the Data Golf Course Fit Tool, the Country Club and PJ National, home of the Honda, are quite comparable. Lowry should should have won the Honda, and he should win this tournament too. It's time for Shane to bring home some more hardware to the new to the North Pole, and for or to a <laughs> or to a bunch of pu- pubs in Ireland where a trophy can get. Get can get pints spilled all over it. All right, I read that completely wrong. It's time for Shane to bring home some more hardware to the North North Pole or to a bunch of pubs in Ireland where a trophy can get pints spilled all over it. There we go. All right, I like that pick. Everybody's on Lowry this week. That's why I was a little uh, hesitant to grab him, so I'm not taking him. My third one, I'm taking the number one name on the board, Rory McIlroy, 10-1. to 1. When he's hot, when he's got the strut going, when he's the nature boy, when he's the toughest man in the game, when he's the guy that's bad-mouthing Greg Norman, how can you not be on Rory McIlroy? Absolutely electric last week with his driver. Absolutely electric with his approach shots last week. His approach was number one on tour. The stats he put up last week in any event that we have seen. He is on fire. The putter is working. He missed a couple shorties. I'm not worried about that. He won the tournament. He put the pedal down to the fucking metal when Justin Thomas got on his ass on 17 it didn't matter Rory showed up and I am back in Rory McIlroy one more time get me that major get me a Canadian Open and get me a U.S. Open that's my goddamn boy all right number two for Jeff is these next two are home cooking but this is my list and I can pick who I want Daniel Berger 50 to 1. If he plays like the Honda, who better to compete than the guy who almost won the Honda? Before he barfed all over himself and made it look like a total fool in front of my peers, ha ha ha, that was fun, ha ha ha. That said, nobody is better than just hitting a nice little 260 to 275 yard drive into the fairway and making par. The greens at this course are supposed to be super tiny, similar to Pebble Beach, and Berger has won at Pebble Beach, and he can win here. And if he's not winning, maybe he'll create some kind of rules kerfuffle. Everyone's a winner then. 
I like that pick. I'm not a big burger guy, but I do think he plays well this week, and I love that pick that he's on our list. I will be back in that one. Number two for me, number two on the board, that's Justin Thomas, 12-1 to to win. Love JT this week. Looking at how JT's played in his last four events, he has three top five finishes, including one win. Could have won last week. He is on a heater. And here's a little thing that I like. Phil didn't show up for the PGA Championship. Who's on his bag? Bones. Who wins? Bones. Who's the guy that everyone hates right now? Phil. Who's the guy that everyone loves right now? JT. And who is on the bag? Bones. I could see Bones taking it and shoving it right up Phil's hoop, saying, look who's won two in a row at the majors while you're living it up, trying to get your gambling debts back. I like Justin Thomas. I think he's got a game for the U.S. Open, and he's an absolute stud. I don't want him to win because that means the Bluefins win, and the Bluefins win. They're back in first place, but I can't not back Justin Thomas. Love his game right now, and I thought he was going to win multiple times this year. Why not multiple majors? All right, Jeff, number one, Scotty Scheffler, 14-1 to to win. If you just bet on Scotty every tournament this year, you'd be very profitable. Why would you stop doing it now at a course he played very well at as an amateur? Also, I'm, a, I'm assuming that Nickerson picked Rory. Yes, I did. Or Rom. No, I haven't. By now, so our bases are pretty much covered. Enjoy the golf, everyone. Thanks, Jeff. $5 fine, though. Pay it up. So, Scotty Scheffler's on the list. Of course he's on the list. How can he not be? So, now everybody's going, well, Nickerson, he's going to pick Rom and move on. And I'm not doing it. I am picking a free bird though, 25 to 1, Sam Burns. I think Sam Burns is winning the US Open. I'm putting all the chips into him. I'm putting a big bet on him. 25 to 1, Sam Burns is getting his first major. If Scotty Scheffler didn't exist, no one would be talking about anything but Sam Burns right now. Three wins, absolute heater. One of the best young golfers in the world, and it's time for him to get a major on the board. Sammy Burns, he has a perfect game for this kind of setup, and I love him. So Sam Burns is my number one pick. Scotty Scheffler is Jeff's number one pick. We are all in, and we are ready for the majors. That is 27 minutes of me talking golf, 27 minutes of the FFL Tour. We're ready. It's major week, boys. Let's ride.